right. Show you how to do this, son. <laughs> Coming in. Coming live. <laughs> That's a reference only me, Josh, and Drew are going to get. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we back at it. Another week, another Thursday night, back uh, running with war, doing a three-man weave this week. Uh, Chris is uh, indisposed for the evening, so, uh, you know, we'll get – hopefully we'll have him back next week. But uh, I'm back this week after uh, taking a week off, which, you know, I'm going to do that every now and then. But, you know, I do that mainly because I, I can trust that the show will be done well without me. And it was, you know, so, uh, you know, I, that was a good show last week, fellas. I appreciate y'all holding it down. Uh, big shout to Sean Davis, who came through, big homie. And, uh, yeah, we just, uh, no keeping it moving, man. Another week, you know, uh, a lot of ball that's going on, a lot of good stuff out there. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little pissed off, man, because, you know, I had a nice seven pick parlay that was going on man and Iowa just screwed me mm. you know because uh they didn't want to keep up with Michigan in the second half so you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm I ain't gonna say how much money I lost because then I'm gonna really just go off but you know uh y- y'all gotta watch these betting sites man I don't know how much y'all been getting into I don't know if y'all been getting into that but you know these, these bet these betting sites will mess you up man because you be like uh you could you could get a nice you could you could set up a nice little parlay with just a few dollars, and you think you're gonna be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna have a come up here I got some good picks set up. Then there's always one team or one player want to do something off the wall, and it's like no that's not how it go man you messing up my money. Man. But I don't know that's for my degenerates out there man we gonna I'm gonna try to get someone on soon. Try to hip us to the to this betting life, because I you know see you know I did this you can it, it's it's ups and downs with it, but you know you got you just got to learn how to play it. You know you just don't want to be out there uh, at the OTB you know digging in your pockets and you know betting your child's uh, college money and stuff like that. You don't want to be playing yourself, you know. So we gonna we gonna let y'all. We're going to educate y'all a little bit on that side on, on some future shows. But, you know, I'm good, though, because I don't I don't have that much money to lose. So, you know, like I said, I just I just had six. I put six dollars down and I said, like I said, I'm not going to say how much I was going to lose. But, you know, I, all I put down was six dollars. And when I had I had the parlay set up good. But I was lame, man. I was real lame, man. That's why I say. Don't don't mess with Iowa. You know, don't 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 even you know if you if you gotta go if you gotta do anything with Iowa, just drive past them. I eighty, just go past. There's nothing worth nothing worth going in that state in that whole state. Don't 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 do nothing. Anyway, uh, how you how you how's been that's been fellas? How you how you been doing? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Uh, Enjoying uh, Zach Levine's coronation as an Eastern Conference All-Star. It was sure enough campaigning, man. Good Lord, man. You couldn't flip on Twitter or nothing without seeing 
post after post after post about getting this man in the All-Star game, I was a little um, worried. That's how it is nowadays. It, it, they, it's, it's, it's almost like like uh, vote for president or something Damn. now. You know, like you gotta you gotta campaign now, and and that that stuff mean a lot. Like we we gonna talk about Zach in a minute. Like that stuff can mean a lot. You know, when it comes to money and everything, so that's why the brothers are, are trying to make sure that they get to that that level because it, yeah. it it makes a difference. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean. It, it, I think at one point in time, Chris actually had a column where we talked about what campaign pain. Oh, uh, well, uh, pennant, yeah, the the it was campaign and champ champagne and campaign. Hey, That's what he. It's amazing how far look how far we come from that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a particularly bleak moment because we was hoping on you no know, any any time we was hoping on campaign to you know to to be a bright spot that's when you you had a dark spot with your franchise you know and what happened and see and look what happened to him too like remember in the bubble when he he, he started snapping off a little bit and we was like oh man where was this dude and of course you know they get back to to playing outside the bubble and he wants to i ain't heard from him since have y'all nah i ain't heard his name brought back up man so i did I don't forget who he plays. To be honest, I forgot who he plays for. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he still does. He, if he still because he was playing for the Suns. I don't know if he's still playing he's still for them. He's still down there enjoying that West Coast with CP3. You know. Hmm. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing, and we gonna talk about CP3 and and the whole dynamic with him, and that's nothing we gonna talk about the whole dynamic with him and and uh, Booker. But I guess CP3 is maybe took took a. Uh, Minutes out of his out of Payne's hands, you know, with, with him being there, so that that would make sense. But you know, you got to do something. You know, you got if you're supposed to be, you know, uh, you're not going to start over CP3, so you might as well uh, be a backup and and do your thing that way. But I don't like I say I don't, I don't know, but I'm just glad that the Bulls don't have to rely on cats like campaign anymore. So. That's that's pretty much what that comes down to. But um, anyway, before we 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 gonna start off proper with uh, the All Star talk and uh, and Zach. But I, one thing I want to do start doing with the show is uh, something I'm gonna call tip offs. And um, you know, I told y'all I, I'm just telling y'all this now. I didn't tell y'all this before the show, so I don't expect y'all to have any this week. But like. Like each week, I was kind of thinking, you know, y'all can come with one, you know, because I tell, uh, you know, letting y'all in on, you know, watching, I, I give the guys the subjects before the show, the main subjects before the show each week. But I was thinking, like, beyond those main subjects, if y'all y'all could come with like one other thing, like a smaller story or something that that is maybe developed that maybe got on y'all radar throughout the week. And then you can, you know, just have a quick thing about that and quick take about that or whatever. So, like I said, because I didn't tell y'all ahead of time this week, y'all don't have to have any. But if you think of something while I'm talking, you know, feel free to jump in. But uh, two, two things I'm going to jump with, I'm going to tip off with this week. One is uh, 
you know, going back to the college game, you know, screw Iowa again. But uh, <laughs> uh, another Big Ten, a Big Ten team that I won't, I won't ever say screw to the U of I. Like I've said before, I, I, I love, I got love for U of I, and uh, they've been great this year. But a tough thing that happened to them this week is uh, Iowa Desumu apparently took a shot in the in, uh, Michigan State game, which they took a L in that one, which was pretty r- rough already. But uh, it added insult to added injury to insult. And, uh, you know, I apparently broke his nose mm-hmm. in that game. So the there's a chance he'll be coming back at some point soon. But, you know, with the mask on, like the Kobe, uh, you know, Ray Allen type, a couple players have done – no, uh, no uh, uh, Hamilton done it. I think Ray Allen has too. But I know famously Kobe's done it. Uh, Richard Hamilton has done it, like playing with masks and stuff. So that's something that Io may have to do in the tournament. But uh, he's def he's been out he's out indefinitely though he's he was out tonight in the game that they played against Nebraska they actually won though pretty convincingly Nebraska's not very good but uh it's, it'll be a time for Illinois to uh show their depth and you know a team you know they got some good they got some good guards behind him you know uh, I know you guys talked a bit with uh, with Sean about that last week about mostly Io but they also have Adam Miller. Another Morgan Park uh, product who was, uh, you know, had started pretty strong as a freshman this year, but sort of fell back a little bit in in the conference play. But I think this this will be a good chance for him to step up again, uh, leading into. Uh, but they still got a big game with Michigan, uh, who uh, you know was the Michigan beat Iowa tonight, and they really showed their uh, their bona fides tonight. Michigan may maybe as good a team as there is in the country right now. And and they're definitely by record the best team in the Big Ten right now. Michigan is so Illinois still got a game with them before the before the regular season ends, and then they got the Big Ten tournament. So you got the you know they they're they're you know fighting for those uh that seeding in the tournament. And it's looking like they probably not going to get any higher than the two seed, especially with the loss that they had to Michigan State this week. But you know they still can't get that two seed, and uh, if they could show themselves without Io, you know, for net, uh, a few games, you know, that could be a, a nice way to boost up their spirits as a as a whole, you know, and like I say, boost up that uh, that bench and that uh, those some of those reserves and stuff, you know, without your without your top player, you know, if you can win without him, you know, we know how that effect can be on the team, but. Uh, that's one thing I want. That's my that's my main that's my main tip off, and another one I want to go into that is not as encouraging is the the I'm gonna call it the ballad of Malik Beasley. You know, uh, he he's been uh, suspended. Let me get into this report from the Athletic. Uh, he's been suspended. Oh, that's another thing I want to get into, but uh. He's, I think, 12 games. And, uh, yeah, 12 games by the NBA uh, for, uh, you know, some some violence, char- charges of violence. Uh, and I guess, you know, issues with women or whatever. And he's been, you know, that's been one of the main things that he's been getting, uh, you know, uh, getting uh, headlines for in, in recent times, you know. 
uh, stuff with his with his wife and you know him being involved with Larsa Pippen and you know it's it's really unfortunate to see because the guy has been playing he's been he's been playing some good ball this year you know I was I heard he was you know I'm I'm not doing much watching of Minnesota but I heard he was playing well and I see in the this uh, athletic report you know he's averaging twenty and a half points four point six rebounds. And uh, two and a half assists a game in thirty-three games, you no know, shooting forty uh, percent from three, and you know that's you no know, pretty good for him. He's he's a young player who, you know, uh, at Denver it looked like he was going to show some promise. You know, people want to see him uh, him emerge. You know, he's in a position with a team where he can get you know, like I say, emerge and get some. Uh, points and not get some points and develop himself, but he's getting into all this foolishness off the court. So, you know, hopefully this will be a situation where he can slow down and uh, get himself, get his mind right, you know, because, you know, you don't, you ain't, you don't want to ruin your career off Larsa Pippen, you know what I mean? Or, or any other female that's out here, you know, that you can't get along with. If you, if, you know, it, definitely if you're hitting women, period, you know, you're not getting love anyway out here. But, you know, if, just, you know, just get your mind right because you got too much talent to be, a, you know, like I say, doing all this stuff, man. But um, my last tip off I'm going to offer this week. I, I'm not I'm only going to do one a week. <laughs> just, but like I say I'm doing this. I'm doing multiple ones here for this first session. Uh, another report from The Athletic. Adam Silver apologizes for comments about Raptors president Masai Ujiri in 2019. And, uh, you know, this like this came out about a half hour ago. Uh, Adam Silver apologized for a 2019 interview in which he commented on the incident from the NBA Finals where uh, the Raptors president Masai Ujiri got to it with the uh, Alameda, California County uh, Sheriff's deputy. And he said... Uh, did an interview with Brian Gumble on Real Sports on HBO, apparently, and he said that, you know, uh, he, he's quoted saying that Jerry is living on the edge a bit and is hardwired to sort of march forward with incredible energy. He was sort of being like, you know, uh, paternal with Jerry and sort of saying that he's going to need to learn a lesson. You know, he didn't want to assign culpability quote or blame to anyone but as a leader those are the kinds of situations he needs to learn to avoid so he's being you know a bit paternal and uh patronizing to Yajiri and and we of course we've learned I guess he said those quotes before we learned the whole story there and the, you know that video came out where uh it was quite obvious that Yajiri was done wrong in that situation and uh, you know now, like I say, now that we know the whole story, you know uh, Adam Silver has uh, uh, apologized for that particular quote, and with good reason, you know, looking at it. And um, you know, I, I guess on one hand, it's a thing that you can give Silver credit for. You know, he cause he's he's a thoughtful person, a thoughtful enough person to switch up his switch up his stance with something like this. And if he knows that he said or did something wrong. He's willing to to back off from a certain stance, you know. As, you know, take that in comparison to a David Stern. You may get, you may have had a more of a, a harder time getting him to, you know, admit in public that he was wrong or 
you know, even apologizing in any sort of way like this. But, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he it's, it's again a lesson that should be learned for Silver and for people in his position, whereas especially when you're dealing with uh, black people in the police situation with black people in the police, you know, fall back really and, and, and don't if you unless you were directly involved in a situation and you can speak to it directly, don't really speak on it unless you got all the facts. And um that's that's a lesson that I think anybody should learn when it comes to it uh you know looking at situations where with black people and the police are involved, you know. Uh you know, so that's that's sort of life in twenty nineteen. I think a lot more people learned that in the past year or so. Uh so uh you know, it's good that I think Adam Silver has learned that now, and it's good that you know he can lead as a as a leader of the NBA. Uh, go forward with that sort of uh, you know increased awareness of his thinking. But you guys got any thoughts on any of those topics or anything else? No, nah, you hit them all. You hit you pretty much hit the nail in the coffin when it comes to all those topics you talk about. But there is one other topic that I saw today that I want to that I would like to. Just briefly, you got a tip off. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I got a little bit of a tip off here and there, man. It's about um, Zladen, the soccer player. I can't even pronounce his last name because it's you know it's super duper long. <laughs> but uh, he was talking about how um, about athletes and politics. He said athletes should stay out of politics. Um, and he mentioned LeBron James and the work that he's doing. Okay. Um, he said uh, LeBron James is phenomenal at what he's doing, but I don't like it when people with some kind of status and they do politics at the same time as what they're doing. I mean, do what you're good at. That is the first mistake people do when they become famous and become a certain status. Stay out of it. Just do what you're best at because it doesn't look good. Uh, my response is that's that's a personal decision. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you're not, even though we as a community, especially in African-American community, when we have role models like LeBron James that are willing to take up the mantle and in a way be a voice for the voiceless, you know, that carries a lot of weight for us and carries on the narratives and, and the, you know, the narratives that come along with the discussions that take place when it comes to social justice. That's part of LeBron's DNA. So before you make a statement like that, you should first of all understand what's going on within society. Number two, you know, that's a personal decision. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. That's That's your choice. Not everybody's built for that type of responsibility or built for that type of platform you know we sh we as people shouldn't look for athletes to or at least especially every big time athlete to take the mantle per se but we should hold responsible the ones that are willing to do it and are willing to speak out on politics and hold them accountable just like we hold ourselves accountable that's been but that doesn't mean that as someone that doesn't want to take up that mantle you have every right to, ch to chastise or criticize someone that willingly wants to take on that role if you don't want to speak, take on a role, as the Fox reporter will say, shut up and dribble. Shut up and just play your sport. Right. I mean, that's that, that's pretty much what it is. Don't criticize someone else's someone else for trying to make a difference in their communities and you sitting on the backseat. Like sure. that's that, that's none of your business. At the end of the day, you can just continue to do what you do what you're doing. You stick to your sports. You make your money, and and keep it moving. Don't criticize other people that are willing to take on that mantle, especially top tier athletes. They have really put an imprint in their communities like a LeBron James and, and in past years like Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and things and things of that sort. You can't don't don't generalize a decision 
or a mindset just because you personally do not want to take on that type of mantle when quite frankly that is that is not that's a personal choice and at the same time you know if there's nothing to do with you then don't go for it that's just that's just my thing i have no problem for people or athletes that don't want to take on that that mantle because that is a very very heavy responsibility to take and to be willing to take on but at the end of the day if you're not about it don't criticize other people for doing it because that's their choice that's their personal beliefs that's their personal opinion if it doesn't affect you and your bottom dollar you can you stick to what you're good at which is that in this case he's good at soccer you stick to that and let everybody else play and let everybody else play their sport and play their other roles when it comes to making a change and difference within the communities i i didn't catch i didn't catch the name when you said it but you that's lot i thought you said zlatan and uh yeah. yeah, I think Ibra, Ibrahimovic, I think is yeah. I, 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 that's how I guess that the last name. But I think with with th- with this guy, you know, for one, he's a bit of a loud mouth anyway. So you know, I could see him just spouting out this. I don't know what what gave him reason to to go at LeBron or anybody else in this fashion. But you know, he's a guy who he talks a lot in general. And um, you know, I know when he was over here in, in the states playing for the uh, the LA Galaxy, you know, he was all about self promotion and you know, just you know, he he was supposed to ch- be changing the game of soccer over here in America. And you know, besides a couple of highlights, he didn't do much to to change the game. You know, he was, you know, he just came and went. You know, but uh, so I, you know, I think some guys by their actions and what they their results they discredit themselves when it comes to uh quotes of this nature opinions of this nature you know i really don't give a damn much about what he thinks about anything because he hasn't offered his opinions he and he he doesn't come like you said josh from a position of knowing what the uh you know what the politics are here in america what the racial uh you know, politics are to what the the standards are in, in regards to what the historical standards have been in regards to athletes of color who have stood up and and uh, you know at least been vocal and have not been completely active in in certain ways uh, in regards to bettering uh, racial uh, tensions. You know, fighting against racial tensions in America. There's really a, a, a overall lost in translation sort of thing here because he's a he's a guy who he didn't come he didn't he he had a hard scrabble uh background himself he's not a, a person who was born of privilege but in Europe when you find yourself as a as a as a soccer as an elite soccer player you do and eventually become privileged and you know he he's I think he's I would guess that he's lived at least half of his life from that point of, you know, I could just be a soccer player. I can, I could rise above my station because I have these abilities on the field. And, you know, once I get, once I get mine, I don't really have to worry about nothing else, but that's not a, that's not the type of thinking that most black athletes have here in America. You know, uh, there's a, there's feelings of survivor's remorse. There's feelings of, of community and unity that you know are instilled in most athletes of color and and black athletes in particular in america that he just doesn't have any type of 
uh, intelligence towards. He doesn't have any. He, he doesn't have any uh, feelings towards it, you know, naturally. So he doesn't know what it means for LeBron James to come from where he comes from and to want to speak on the things that he speaks on, even as a wealthy man. So, you know, really what it comes down to is screwed Zlatan and he could go on about his business and LeBron don't care about him and I don't care about him either. Very well said by you guys, man. Um, I have uh, one last one last uh, tip off I guess you could say so Kyrie Irving I don't normally agree with everything he says or the the way he goes about doing things but his um, his statement that the NBA should change logos from Jerry West to, to Kobe Bryant yeah I'm I'm not mad at that idea. I'm not mad at that idea. We've seen, you know, the initial tributes that were paid to him with the eight-second and 24-second shot clock violations. Uh, we saw certain things in the All-Star game last year, certain stipulations um, to kind of reflect his numbers. I think this this could be an official recognition of him moving forward. Um, you know, much love to Jerry West, but not a lot of the guys, you know, that, that are playing – Maybe some of the guys that are playing now and moving forward, they're not going to have a, a, you know, a, a checking point with him. Whereas Kobe is kind of like the 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 new guy in terms of not the new guy, but the the guy that a lot of those players today are have looked at. Some of it have even worked with. Um, so I think that might be something that Adam Silver should take a little more uh, of a look into. And, and see what happens moving forward. I don't think it's going to happen just because it's, it's such a it's been such an ingrained part of the NBA for for Jerry logo or Jerry West to be the logo that it, I think he'd be hard pressed to switch it. Um, but it made me think nonetheless. That's that's I'm glad you brought that up because I'm I'm on record as saying that they should change it to Kobe. I, back back last year around the time, you know, closer to uh, an immediate time after he passed, I think I was talking to uh, someone. uh, I may have been talking to Roland Lazenby or somebody, or I may have said it on one of our shows. I don't know, but uh, that was before, that been before you wasn't on the shows, Rue, but uh, you know, you, uh, but yeah, I think they should do it. And I think, you know, Kyrie, of course, doing too much. He made into some the black man is God stuff on, on his little post, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I think it's, it's more of what you said, Drew. Like, it there is a point where you have to think about the evolution of the game and who's who has you know who is sort of in control, though, for lack of a better phrase, of the game now and who's going to be playing the game further, you know, going further. And I think as we shouldn't lose we shouldn't lose our history we we definitely shouldn't lose perspective of Jerry West and what he and what he uh provided to the game of basketball and what players of his era provided to the game but you know we're going to come we're going to get to a point where that is like ancient ancient history you can already argue that's sort of ancient history but you know we're going to come to a point where Kobe is going to be in the distant distant memory and you know i think this i think this is a good start starting point to a renewal point i should say 
where we can we can slide in Kobe, a person who has obviously made a deep impact on professional basketball and his the way that we lost him it, it leaves such a hole in our uh, collective uh you know uh, psyche as as basketball fans and media and everything you know to be able to look at him his uh body in the logo his silhouette i think would do a lot for for the the world of basketball in general going forward and it'll be a nice way to carry for him to carry a torch that we know he would he would be uh you know it would be humbling for him to carry the torch from uh Dr. Jerry West, you know. Not let's say Dr. Jerry West. I'm thinking of Dr. Bus. <laughs> Jerry West. He, I don't think Jerry West is a doctor. But anyway. <laughs> but Jerry West. And uh you know I, I really do think that's something that could be advocated for. You know, I think if if enough people advocated for it, it's sort of a thing like where you have a uh, Harry Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Like, if you have enough people or the right people advocate for it, it could happen. And but I think uh, I think at some point in the near future, let's rethink about let's let's give some thought about that. You know, if if anything, maybe you know, maybe it doesn't have to be Kobe. I think Kobe would be the most uh, appropriate person. You know, especially like I say, given that he's no longer with us, but. You know, maybe some people will want it to be Mike, or maybe somebody will want it to be LeBron, or maybe somebody want to be Shaq or or uh, Magic. You know, there's a number of guys. You know, but maybe we should think about changing the logo to you know, preferably a an, a black man and a person who maybe represents the 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 landscape of the league past the 80s or so where the league really did become a, a a greater force beyond what it was you know at the time of of uh jerry west heyday you know that's that's, that's my opinion yeah yeah i completely agree i completely agree yeah so but like i said just give us some thought you know there's, there's no reason not to but uh yeah that, that was a good that was a good one so yeah we we could do that at the start of every show, maybe, you know, that'd be cool going forward. Uh, you know, just looking at some other things that we may not necessarily have get to the show otherwise. But uh, right now, you know, we're going to get to our main topics. And uh, like I said, the first topic, probably the biggest and most positive topic that's going on uh, in our circle right now, especially given that we're Chicagoans and we uh, primarily focus on the Bulls and stuff. Is uh, Zach Levine getting nom- getting a uh, name to his first All Star game? They came out with the uh, reserved uh, reserved players this week uh, Tuesday, and uh, you know he made it. He was it was looking good for him. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> in spite of the constant campaigning, as, as Drew mentioned, it was looking good for him even beyond that because he was getting good numbers of votes from the fans and um you know the the players the, there's there's a fan vote that's involved a player vote and a coach's vote and he was ranked in the top five i believe with all those votes so uh it was hard it'd been hard to keep him off the teams you know his numbers were were right and everything and you know we gonna, we gonna talk about it with some of the uh the alleged uh uh snubs you know 
the East was was real tough, you know, as far as the individual players. There was a lot of guys who can been, uh, you know, considered. And, you know, you you look at a guy like, uh, you know, especially with the game being in Atlanta, uh, you know, uh, Trey Young was voted on as, as, as a starter last year, uh, you know, for our game here in Chicago. You know, he doesn't even get to play in the game in, the, in his hometown this year. So it's it's just it's it was tough, man. You know, you get you had to get those votes, but you know, uh, uh, Zach got his votes. He's got his recognition. There's been there's been a thing where it's it's, it's a sort of a common thing we see with with these players on the fringes of the of the All Star. You know, I think like you know Dame Lillard had to go through this process. Bradley Beal, you know, we can name some others. Like there's a couple years where you you're on the you're on the fringe and you get you know you you get some people you you get more and more uh people advocating for you each year then there's a year where it's like oh you know there's a big argument for you because of your numbers and everything but then you know you, you just got to you got to just take the snub you're it's a year where you're an obvious snub and then you know you got to you, you got to take that L and move on but uh, you know, in Bill's case, of course, he gets voted on this year, so he's then he's a starter. But uh, you know, it with with Zach, he just he had a couple years where, you know, he wasn't he wasn't sure just how welcome he was in in this whole circle. But now he knows he he knows that he's valued now, and and that's going to lead to some talk about his monetary value that uh, we're gonna get into in a minute. But you know, just starting off with the the hearing about him make actually making the team and it's no like I say no uh injury he's, he's not covering any injury or anything he's solidly on the team and he's uh the first bull since the 16 17 team to make it with uh, Jimmy Butler of course uh you know what what do y'all think overall about the news it's about time I mean, I think that's pretty much what it boils down to. It, it was about time. He got snubbed last year. Kyle, you know, I've been a, I've been one of the people that, you know, was very vocal about that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the fact, I think this year really proved it. And I think not just because of his performances, because every year, especially since he's been in a, since he's been a, a Chicago Bull, his, year, his numbers have improved in every area um, mm-hmm. to the point where this year he's having career high shooting over – close to 40, 43%, I want to say, from the three-point line, on top of the 20, 28 that he's averaging, and five and five. I mean, he's complete, his numbers have improved every year and from a career perspective. But I think the difference this year is the fact that we got a new coach. We have a new regime. We actually have a culture that's about winning. The Bulls are currently sitting sixth in the East right now, which is something that if you asked us over the summer, even with the new regime, we would have been like, that, that's not right. That can't be true. Right. Because we didn't expect this much. We didn't expect this much improvement over time from that coaching staff. And we ha- and we have. And part of it is due to obviously Billy Donovan, his coaching and the coaching staff, but also Zach Levine willing to take on the mantle as the main leader of this team and pretty much taking things in his own hands when necessary. We've seen different demographics of Dem- Zach Levine's game improve, especially from a shooting perspective. But we but now we're watching like the Mamba effect of it. Him wanting to be the closer of the game. Him wanting to take things into his own hands when necessary. When to take over a game. 
Like he's learning those things now to where he's the go-to guy down the stretch. Um, I was at, I talked talk to Craig Hodges last week on my podcast about this, and he told me, he said, Zach Levine has that Mamba mentality, like high Mamba mentality potential. And if you actually played him in a Ted Winters or Phil Jackson's triangle offense, he's the Kobe. You said he's the Kobe. He's going to be that go-to guy that he can get it off regardless. He can score whenever, and he will will he will reel you to wins, which is what people look for in All-Stars. So Zach Levine is living up to his – is finally living up to the name that we – that I, I, I believe he could have had, especially when we first traded for him. Um, we just didn't have the right guidance and the right, you know, regime and direction to put the take his game to that next level. But the fact that he's doing that now, I, I can't be nothing but happy for the guy. And you know, it's something that he's well deserved of. It it was foolish to think that he was had reached his plateau as a player. You know, especially when you sit like when you say Josh, he was being coached the way he was being coached in his first couple years. It, it it didn't it didn't make sense like they a lot of people just really just saw him and thought that he had nothing more to offer and that's really you know it, it's it's another unfortunate commentary on uh how general the you know uh general storylines can get saddled on the nba players and you know people just don't do the knowledge as, as well as they should especially on a on a national level we talk about you know players from the bulls but you know uh like you say it's it, 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 donovan and and the, his whole staff and the whole redoing of this team from a, a leadership standpoint has made a difference you know it, he in his whole career the best team that zach has played on was a 31 and 51 team and he only played about uh he didn't he didn't play more than 50 games in that season. That was that was a season where he got injured, uh you know, his ACL, and um he got then he got traded in the offseason, came came to Chicago. But uh that was the best team that he played on because the, the Bulls couldn't offer anything better than that with uh their coaches that they had you know, prior to this year. Now, like you say, Josh, they're a playoff team for the moment. They're they're going to win at least 31 games in this shortened season. And uh, they're <laughs> – I mean, they got 16 now. They better you – know, we'll talk about the second-half schedule later, but they they better win at least 31, man. But but uh, they're, they're – like I said, they're a playoff team, and he is the guy. He's the Mamba guy. He's the go-to guy, the clutch guy. He's, he's had enough – instances where he showed his ability to score important baskets and not he's not just a, a hollow numbers guy he's improved his defense he's he's improved in every way so it's is really nothing that you can really uh there's no holes in this game right now and you know if, if you if you see any you just hating right now <laughs> you know because yeah, i don't see it and nobody else really sees it so yeah, he's a definite all-star right now. And the Bulls, and more than that, the Bulls have proven themselves as a franchise to be worth having an all-star. So that's that's just as important as what Zach has done individually to make himself into an all-star. Absolutely. Happy for this guy, man. Um, works extremely hard. It's, it's remarkable, not just that he's scoring the way he's scoring, but to be so efficient 
and to really be the only guy on the team that defenses really have to pay attention to and still be able to put the ball in the hole above 50% from the field, above 40% um, from beyond the arc, um, slightly above 85% from the free throw line, like on a nightly basis. And he's still not necessarily getting the calls that you would expect a team's best player to get. Um, so just happy for this man, man. Um, he's almost like Jimmy Butler, but from he's got the dog on the offensive side rather than, you know, Jimmy being that guy defensively uh, with an offensive game to boot. And I really want to see where, where this team goes in the future. Hopefully they hold on to him. I know we may get into that a little bit later, but I think that his label as a empty calorie scorer that needs, uh, nobody ever needs to say that again. I think, it's proven even with this season that when you when you put him on the court with a group of veterans, this dude is a different player than when you pair him next to guys his age or younger. It's just a big difference, man. He's got to be able to play with some experienced guys, and I think that's even more reason for uh, AK to uh, keep him on the team and look to add some veteran spots, uh, some veteran guys to the to the mix. Shout out to Thajic Johnson. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> they put the they put the name official on basketball reference. Y'all see that? Uh-uh. Mm. Nickname is on there now. <laughs> Stacy <laughs> King is a, is a, I have to tell you, he's a he's an influencer, man. Stacy King. Oracle, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was gonna say, what I like, what I like even more than him, you know, finally getting his nod is I think he told uh, the press, you know, this is just a stepping stone. This this dude wants to be all NBA. He wants to be all defensive team. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. A guy that was seen as a you know a um, OLA defender wants to be on an all defensive team. Like I I love his mentality. Like what both of you guys said, he's got that that Kobe Mamba mentality to him. So I think the sky is still the limit for this dude. He's still improving. We haven't seen we haven't seen his best yet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah you're a product of your environment, right? So because once the Bulls change through a winning culture environment, your environment is eventually going to change because your mentality is going to change, your approach is going to change. He's learned this. I think that's why we have to give Billy Donovan and his new coaching staff, as well as as well as the new front office, so much credit because. Even the press conferences are different. You know, you listening to Billy Donovan in a press conference, it's so relieving. <laughs> he's actually, you know, he's actually giving constructive criticism, but still holding such a high standard for this team because he knows that he has to hold that standard to push these guys to grow. And that's something that the Bulls have lacked for so long. We've accepted mediocrity for so long that we don't, we forgot what it's like to want to push ourselves for bet and for betterment. And Billy Donovan, and our Arturis Karnisovic and Mark Eversley and that whole new front office regime brought that to the city now. So, to, and you can tell it's trickling down to this team. Bulls are actually trying to learn from their mistakes. They're actually trying to learn and grow in tight game situations. Bulls are actually fun, fun basketball to watch now just because of the changes that are there. Definitely. So, because of that, as much as Zach Levine has put in the work that he's put into to obviously improve every year, we got to give Billy Donovan and this whole front office regime. And the coaches have that much more credit because we wouldn't be, we might be in the same position, even worse if we kept the old regime. This, whole, this new change has truly embraced 
the, 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 the mentality that Zach Levine has. And if and and Moise magnified it to where yeah you're gonna hear Zach Levine say I want to be a deep all all NBA and all defensive player uh, in this league you're gonna have to, and and surrounding him with guys like that like Dadrick Johnson as we just mentioned Garrett Temple very underrated mm-hmm. but pickup but a very solid pickup for this team leadership wise finding the right roles with Thomas Sadaransky as the backup point guard like playing with like like Drew said playing with those veterans really helped elevate Zach's game and you can tell. This veteran group is what Zach Levine needed alongside of him to help elevate his game to that next level, and it's paying off. And because of that, you got to give front, you got to give the, got to give credit where it's due. So for sure, Zach Levine, you get all the credit you deserve, man. We, you had, you've had a fan since you entered the league, so therefore, you know, always, uh, you know, give your flowers um, while you're while you're still playing the game and doing great things. But at the same time. We got to give credit to this new regime. This new regime is starting to pay off a little bit, and you're starting to see the fruits of that labor. And and if the Bulls, if we if we look back in ten years or so, and Bulls have you know God willing another championship under their belt. If they finally brought another championship to Chicago, or if they at the least have made remade the the franchise into a playoff a championship contender consistently again. We got to look at this time, I would think, as that t- that starting point, though, this would be especially that this would be that origin point for this for a new era of, of uh, uh, prosperity for the Bulls. Because, like, it was so barren leading up to this for the last couple of years from between the time that, you know, Jimmy was traded and Derek was traded up until essentially uh, the time that. The April when uh when uh Carnosaurus was hired, there was nothing there, but you know, in the time since, like everything has been restructured with the front office. The we got the 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 coach out, got a got a, a real professional coach who gave us a real professional coaching school, uh staff, and even though the players haven't been, the roster hasn't been dra- redone drastically. Enough has been done to put up this this diamond in the rough player and make him into a real all star and a, a f- official all star. He's he's come through. He's coming through with the leadership, and you know it'd be nice if he can stay here for the next Bulls coronation. You know, but uh, we'll see about that. There's going to be some. They're going. The Bulls have to be smart going forward now and a lot of that's going to involve you know not just what they bring around him they got to bring some more around him but it's got to they got to be smart with uh zach and that that brings us to a a little bit of smoke that's developed in around this whole all-star story now that he's an all-star he may want to get paid more like the typical All Stars getting paid in the league. He's getting paid twenty million a year now. He's on the books for twenty million for the rest of this year and next year. That's not quite All Star money in the NBA. You know, as hard as it may be to believe. So you know, you got a couple of reports I want to cite here. Uh, Real GM from a couple of days ago. They they make mention that Zach Levine's extension. Would be fifty-one million dollars less uh, if this is an extension in the summer of twenty twenty-one. 
than if he waited for a 2022 free agency. So, you know, 2022, if he if, if nothing else happens from here on, he would be an unrestricted free agent in the summer of 2022. And at that point, he could sign a four-year, $155 million deal with any team in the league. But if he does an extension this summer, he would he would be limited to a four year one hundred and four million dollar contract with the Bulls, and of course it would just it would be an extension with the Bulls. Nobody else would be competing with. Him. And you also you know with that with that being said, there's been a report. I'm I'm citing first the Pippin Ain't Easy blog uh, with fans cited because they saw Joe Cali report. And uh, the writer, Andrew Miller, he sort of reads from, you know, stuff that isn't directly said. He, he sort of brings stuff that isn't directly said in the Cowley report. But the headline fan side, it says that Levine wants a lucrative contract extension next summer. And that's what it says, the fan side. And it goes, it's major, it majorly cites from the Cowley report. Uh, article in the sun times where with its headline says zach levine making an all-star statement but uh let me see okay but will he earn big payday now that not levine isn't quoted in any way of saying straight up that you know, run me my cash bulls he's not saying that straight up in any way but the the last quote in this cowley piece is sort of revealing he says I try to let my game speak for itself. I think contract negotiations will come up and we'll see where stuff may lay. I'll let you guys assess that and put the numbers behind it, put the numbers behind it on the things I've done versus my contract and other players. I think I've done well for myself though. So he, this is a guy who knows he's playing his best ball. He knows now that he's an all-star. So, in a sense, you got to figure that he is saying, you know, run me my bread this summer. And if you're the Bulls, you, you kind of are in a position where you're like, you know, you, you, for one, you, you you would be paying them less than if you put them on an open market. And if you put them on, a, you know, also, if you put them on an open market, you're drastically reducing your chances of bringing them back at all. So, you know, but you know, I I want to I want to hear you guys' opinion. What what do you think about the situation that we're projecting a bit here? We don't, we we still got the second half of the season, you know, and we got a possible playoff berth here in this season to go through still. But this is going to be an important decision for the Bulls. You know, do you let it play into this final season, or do you nip it in the bud this summer? Well, I think first and foremost. Zach Levine deserves to be paid. Mm. He deserves to be paid. Yeah. However, uh, he's also made mention of how important winning is to him. You just you just said it uh, several minutes ago that the his best team only won 31 games. So if I'm AK, if I'm Mark Eversley, I try to sell him on the fact that hey, we may not be able to give you, we may not be able to push all the bread to your table. But in doing so, we might be able to land another player that's going to secure us more victories going forward. How do you feel about that? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah that's, think, that's, 
great way to look at it because I, I would say they go uh, just uh, that's a great way to look at it. it's really it's really the best way the Bulls can look at it and you know but they could say yeah we could max you out in, in 2022 but that's gonna hurt it's, it's gonna have mess you know the Bulls will have some money coming off the books this year in particular Otto Porter's contract but you know we want to be able to give you as much as we can give you as you deserve definitely and be able to also give enough. I, I said it's a couple of weeks ago. Like, if if you want to give Zach thirty mil, you got to give him another thirty million guy to put aside. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to do that for you, and uh, you know that's if, if that us being able to do that is going to be critical to us becoming a Eastern Conference power in the next year or two. So that's that's really that's really what the stakes are, and and is a lot is going to depend on how involved in how uh invested uh zach is to winning in chicago because like you said he wants to win period but how much does he feel that he wants to win in chicago go ahead josh yeah i agree with drew but at at the same time though i think because he became an all-star in chicago with the current staff and the current regime that's there increase the chances that he doesn't really want to leave Yes. I mean, he's been open about the fact that, you know, he loves Chicago, even though this is this was a team that he was traded to. He did open up over, you know, eventually how uh, pretty much saying, you know, he loves the city. He loves Chicago. He loves the fan base. And the fact that he has this new regime, he has a new coaching staff, which he has openly admitted that he likes. And the fact that he's became an all-star because of this coaching staff. Mm. I think that's what I think that's really going to be a good foundation for the Bulls to come back to the table and say, okay, we can, you deserve it. Like you said, you deserve everything that you have, but we want to give you more. You know, the only way you give us more, we, we can get more is if you work with us. Because at the end of the day, Bulls ain't going nowhere unless you get another superstar. And Chicago is a, is a market where you should be able to attract superstars. And we failed to do so, especially in free agency, for the longest. So this is this could be the year or the ten or the or or the correct team and regime that can flip that that can turn that leaf. You got Mark Eversley that is really that's very connected to Nike, which I believe is a very underrated thing, considering Nike is very connected to all types of top superstar talent. And you have um you know Arturus Karnisovis who is very connected in the European world realm, but at the same time knows how to knows how to develop talent. His track record speaks for itself. You and you have a coach in Billy Donovan that a lot of NBA players and superstar players respect. And have played for it and have openly admitted that, you know, Billy Donovan is a guy you're going to want to come and play for. And to have that already set in place and the, comp- the vote of confidence that if you go to Chicago, you basically can't can succeed, a.k.a. the Zach Levine story. That's something a lot of superstars are going to be. They may not be open about it, but I know in the back of their minds, they're probably going to be paying attention to. And they may talk to Zach Levine alongside, you know, trying to figure out what's going on in Chicago. And you never know. If Zach Levine signs that contract, that could be the ticket for the Bulls to get somebody else and bring them to the table, at least have a seat at the table. That's what we raised for and have been striving for for the longest is the lack of free agency pickups or the lack of interest, per se, of superstars wanting to come to a big city market like Chicago. And that can change now since we have the front office, the new regime, and the actual, and the actual coaching staff with a young, talented super all-star that's trying to be turning into a superstar and Zach Levine. Zach Levine's only like what twenty five. Yeah, great time. Great, great time. time. He's just he's just hitting his prime. Yeah. So to have another superstar paired with that, 
I mean, at this point, Bulls got to go all in. They got to do whatever they got to do. Reinsdorf can't be cheap. You got to go all in. Yes. You, you, you got to go all in, sign Zach Levine to whatever deal you got to do to keep him there because you've shown and there's proof that he is a guy that you can lean on and trust you to develop every year. And now yeah. you're in another, and, and he's in his prime. You bring in another superstar with that. Now you have a nice core that can be uh, on that can be developed on, over time and on the brinks for at least the next three to five years, which is mm-hmm. something that we we very rarely have pretty much since the the budding of Derrick Rose or the bud or the small budding of Jimmy Butler. So at this point, you can't you can't play games. You got to go all in. People know the play the players in the league know what you can do if how big it could be if you are the next team to win big in Chicago. Players know because they know the history. They know what's going on here. They know what Chicago is about as a basketball city. But the issue has been since 1998 that you know that this is a a cheap-ass owner here and you have mostly conniving-ass people in the front office. But now it's turned around in April. We've we flushed that out. That history, the, the owners are the same still, but you do have a younger Reinsdorf who can but but against the the you know the the more you know mom and pop ways of his of his father. You know, we have a, a you know Michael Reinsdorf is more willing to take risks and do things in a modern manner. So you have that. You have AK who is well respected. And, and across the league, people know that he that team uh, teams develop under him well, and he knows how to get talent on the onto a roster and build teams up. You know, you have Eversey, like you say, Josh. He has the Nike connections. He's a he's a willing dealer. He's a good guy. People respect him and like him. So you got people who are, are much more willing. You, the players of today have to be much more willing to play under these guys than they were under Gar Packs. You have go and you have uh, Donovan, who is well respected, who knows how to coach stars, and he has a you know good offensive sets that he that he runs. He he runs a modern style of offense, and he and he he asks he he respects his players and he asks them to do the things that's that makes them succeed on both ends of the court. You have a player who's a, a established all star now, who you know. People seem to like him, and people definitely respect his game. So, yeah, all the pieces are there to begin that movement forward to make the Bulls into finally something over a long haul that we can have and not just, you know, uh, for a couple years or so. But like you say, they can't be cheap. They They have to have a vision set and execute that vision, and they have to... Just just don't be cheap about it. Don't half-ass it. Do you mute it? That um that vision needs to be zoomed out in the sense of knowing who it is you're chasing. We're looking at the Miamis, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Nets of the world. Those are the teams we're looking to to compete with. We've seen the difference that Billy Donovan has made. We're competing with the Clippers, the Lakers, the Portlands. Um the Indianas right now, uh, the Sixers on national television, uh, minus some key pieces. We're, we're competing with these teams, which in my mind tells me that, like you guys have said, with another superstar, with a few more tweaks here and there, 
we can go from just being kind of satisfied with with being able to go toe-to-toe with these teams to being able to beat them, not just compete. Yeah, because that's eventually that's what you got to do. You got to beat these teams four out of seven yeah. at some point. You got to – you can't just, you know, uh, like I say, go toe-to-toe with them and be respectable about it. You know, you got to do – you got to win. That's what we want to see. We want championships. We want – we want to – to want to dominate again, so that's got that's got to be the end goal. Yeah, so you know it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer, man. We, you know, I don't know if because I think if you're the Bulls, you know, you could focus on, like I said, retaining. It's it's sort of a similar situation to what the Bucks had with a. Uh, with uh, you know, uh, with Giannis, and um, though unfortunately for them, they had to do it in a much condensed time, so they had to rush and and you know, you know maybe that helped them too with Giannis as far as making his decision. But the Bulls at least have they at least going to have a whole off season to make these decisions and to do these things that they're going to need to do. So you possibly could put yourself in the mix for twenty twenty one. Uh, upper tier 2021 free agent. So if you get that person this year, this summer, maybe that influences, uh, you know, maybe that influences that to make his decision. And you play, you play his cards for him, or you know. But if Zach is is dead set on getting that max, you know, then you you know you're probably in a position where you're not going to be able to do anything with them until 2022. So it, it's 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 going to be tough to see. But, again, a lot is going to – I think a lot is going to depend on how the end of this – how this the end of this season plays out. And if, if you're the Bulls and say, you know, you – say you get to the five seed and you're you're in that four or five and, uh, you know, you, you, you get an upset over uh, – uh, Boston or somebody, or you know, in the first round, then and, and you go in the second round and you and you, you know, go both for blow with uh with Philly or the Nets, and and then then you're looking you're looking like man, all we need is that one 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 or one and a half more players, you know, because we could because we was we was balling against them, and you know if we had that one or one and a half player. We could have gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals, so it depend. A lot depends on how you finish the season. You, if you do that, or if you get swept in the first round, or if you get bounced out of the play-in tournament, you know it's a different. It's a different situation. But if you make some sort of unexpected run, you know that could that could make a difference. And 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 the eyes of the league is going to be watching on them. So. If, uh, again, you could be making people's decision for you. Somebody, some unsatisfied player in another city could look at the Bulls and see what they do at the end of this year and be like, "Look, that's exactly the team I want to play for." That's what happened with the Nets. That's what happened with with Durant and uh and and Kyrie. They looked at that Brooklyn team a couple years ago and they was like, "Look, the Brook Brooklyn isn't on any isn't anybody's pick to win the title next year, but we." If we team up and go to that team, they will be. 
and you know the injury happened and everything, and they it took them a year, but now they're a, they're a prime pick to go to the finals this year. Just took two years, so it just took an extra year. But that's the type of thing that could happen if you show up and represent yourself in the right way, and you take care of the talent that you have established on the roster right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into let's get into the other selections for the uh right quick for the uh all star reserves. And uh let me get this up. Along with Zach in the east. Well, my computer's running, so. Okay. Yeah, as long as Zach in the east, you had uh, James Harden, of course, for the Nets. Uh, Vukovic for Orlando. Julius Randle, really uh, been uh, balling for New York. So, Knicks got a guy in, in the game again. Uh, ben Simmons for Philly. And uh, two Boston players. I think some people have had some words about that. But, uh, of course, the, the young duo of Tatum and Brown, definitely talents that are deserving of all-star nods. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into the – like I said, we're we about to get into the uh, the snubs and stuff and see about comparing uh, guys who made it against guys who didn't. And um, in the West Reserves, of course, you got uh, Chris Paul, uh, you know, another ageless wonder out there out west, you know, getting uh sons back to respectability. Uh Paul George, Damian Lillard, who a lot of people feel should be starting, Donovan Mitchell, another guy uh, some people say should be starting, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, uh, and Anthony Davis, who, you know, because of his injury situation, is uh making way for uh uh Devin Booker who, uh, you know, didn't make it as a, um, with, with the votes. And, uh, you know, Chris Paul sort of bumped him uh, in a way as well. But, uh, you know, Booker will be playing in the game uh, in, in, uh, uh, as uh, Davis won't be able to play at all because of his injury. So, uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think about those those lists overall and, uh, you know, who who's who's a guy if any would who sort of surprised you that they made it? Um, uh, I'm not really mad at any of these selections, man. I, I think that every year is pretty tough. Mm. The last few spots, uh, one guy I was kind of surprised that was a uh, Vucevic, not necessarily because of him, but just because you know Sabonis was left off. Um, Bam Adebayo had a case because he kept. Miami kind of afloat while they were going through all those injuries while Jimmy Butler was hurt. Mm. Um, you know, even Jimmy's come back and played well. Uh, I don't know that he was, you know, has played enough to have given, have been given serious consideration for an all-star nod. I'm not mad at him being left off. Um, but maybe the biggest one, maybe Chris Middleton. Mm. Chris Middleton being left off uh, the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Um, again, the West – I'm even less uh, mad at. I think my biggest complaint about the Western Conference is that Lillard is not starting and, and Luca is. Yeah, 
and that's that's voting though. That's the popularity contest of it all. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's hard to see anybody be beyond LeBron consistently getting more votes than Luca in the West. But yeah, it's it's you know it's a thing like everybody everybody respects Lillard. Everybody knows he's a killer and he's one of the most exciting players in the league, one of the best players in the league. So it's like, especially given he's carrying a team that's doing better than Lucas team. So it's like, you know, but, but that's though the system is the way it is. And, and the all-star game first in that way, in that way, at least is, is it's about who the fans want. So fans wanted Luca more than, than uh, Lillard. But uh, you know, you talk about on the East, like uh, I'll bring Chris into it. We we texted with Chris a little earlier. He mentioned Sabonis as a guy who sticks out to him as uh, a snub. So uh, you know, you talk about the big men in the East, uh, Vucevic. You know, definitely you look at his numbers. He's a guy who who was who's made it before, and he's he's a a stellar guy. But you know, it, it's yeah, it's it's. I think a lot of what what you get with the East is uh, a lot. Of, there's a lot of give and take with the players because you know all the all those all those teams like between four and twelve are like bunched in right now. You got a bunch of like teams near five hundred, so it's hard it's hard to differentiate with a lot of these guys. It's like you know you're talking about the best guys from all of these teams, but you know, you you know, you talk about one guy who's leading a four and fourteen and sixteen team, one guy leading a fifteen and sixteen team, one guy leaving a seventeen and sixteen team. It's like, what's the difference? You know, but it it, it yeah, it's 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 tough to it's tough to differentiate. You know, you can go to the individual numbers, but uh, it, it's hard to say like who's who's having much more of an impact than the other guy. Because, you know, aside from those top three teams, you know, I, I mean, really, aside from those, those top three teams, and, and, and you looked at one of the top three teams in Milwaukee, they only get one player. Mm -hmm. So beyond those top three teams, it's surprising that you have another team outside of those who have uh, multiple selections. You know, the Brooklyn has their three selections, of course. It's hard to deny them that uh, Philly has their two. That's hard to deny them, and a lot of some people have argued for Tobias Harris as, as being worthy of a slot as well. But but you know that Philly was going to get those two in, and uh, you know you you take away one from Milwaukee, even though they're a top three team, and you give it essentially to Boston, who hasn't played as well. So it, it's I don't know it, it's. It's it's, it's it's a hard thing to argue. You, you got to really go in the go into the the you know go into the numbers. I don't know if they're how much analytics are being involved with anybody, maybe in the media or fan wise. You know, um, maybe even with some of the coaches. But you know, like I say I, I look at a lot of these guys for the most part and, and say, look, you could have you. Another thing too that some people are saying too that they don't the rosters aren't big enough. You know you need you know why don't you have twelve you know yeah you only have ten man roster why don't you have 
12 men get selected for the at least 12 for the you know that's that's what you have in a regular season game for the 15, you have a yeah. 15 you know why not have 15 yeah. you know there's no reason not to you know man if everybody had 15 everybody getting paid up in this joint that's all I, <laughs> I guess that may be the reason there they don't want to give them bonuses out yeah them bonuses <laughs> be mad real but yeah. i mean for me i didn't see many too many snubs. I think I just I think Devin Booker should have got in first first dibs instead of yeah. the you know, um a injury replacement. Um, I think yeah. he should have been there automatically because what's going on in Phoenix, you know. Is, do you put do you put him over CP three or do you take him off or do you put him and CP three on automatically? I put him and CP three on automatically. They they've done an incredible job with turning this Phoenix Suns team around, even from last year into the bubble. Um, since the bubble, I think they had one of the best records in the actual NBA. Um, yeah. So they were undefeated in the bubble. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Devin Booker played a huge role in that. He's playing a huge role in it now, along with Chris Paul. Yeah. So they, I think, that at least for this year, Devin Booker really should have been an automatic write-in. But at the same time, aside from that, I really didn't have any other real snubs. I mean, like you mentioned, Sabonis probably should have got. You know, should have got in, but that, like you mentioned, how it's tough when you're dealing with teams and rankings and things of that sort. I mean, if anything, I think Disney helped out because that's how Vucevic, that's who he's playing for in Orlando, man. I think Disney might have got him a little bit of a nod since they hosting all these ESPN games. But <laughs> that, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Lillard probably should have been a starter for sure because it's, it's Dame Dollar. Um, he, he, he definitely deserved more credit. And respect on his name when it comes to what he brought, what he brings to the table, especially with the Trailblazers, since they did lose CJ McCollum and uh, Nikola uh, Jerkic and pretty much the top two heavy hitters on that team to keep them afloat. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if anything, those are the really only main issues I have with it, aside from what you mentioned, maybe expanding the roster because there's just so much talent that deserves to be all stars on a year to year basis. But that's also yeah. why they're all stars. That's why they. That's why it's an all-star nomination. You have to earn it, and it doesn't just come from fans. It comes from coaches and stuff as well. So, what? Uh, I think. I think a thing though with with the West team, and you know, you got this. Like like you say, Josh, you 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 pretty much should have had Booker and CP3 get voted on automatically, but they voted Davis on. They voted AD on, and by any by any way of measurement, AD is an all star. But if you have a guy that you know is injured and you know ain't gonna play in the game, then maybe you should have like a spot or two that is reserved for a guy who isn't gonna play. But you could you could say, look, he's recognized as an all star. But you also you know you ex- like you ex- maybe you extend the roster. Because you're already you're already you're you're going to end up extending the roster anyway because you're going to get someone to replace him, but you shouldn't vote him in if you know he's not going to play. Just say just give some recognition that you know I don't know how you do this exactly, but give some recognition that look this guy would have made it if he wasn't if he was able to play. But we're also we're also but we're voting this guy. We're putting priority with Booker. And he's he's actually you know he's actually being voted as an all star. I don't you know I don't know how you do that exactly, but case it, in point, CJ McCullough, he would have definitely been an all star. 
Yeah, he, I mean, he, he he probably would have. He it's hard it's harder for him because he he was injured so far back. But but the numbers that he did have when he was injured were, and and but and and the real the real rough thing with him is that he's another one of those guys who year after year gets overlooked. So for him to break through, he really can't have any sort of injury in the first half. He has to he has to play an entire first half and have lights out numbers because if he wants to break into that all-star level in the West, because there's so many good guards out there. Yeah. But, but again, like you, you, there's the possibility would have been there for him and for other, a couple others. I say, if you at least just have 12, 12, if not 15 guys on the roster, but you know, but I'm, I don't, I don't see why you, the league as a whole would want to be cheap in that way, but they probably are. That probably is the reason though, like Josh says, but, but, uh, anyway, uh, I think when you look at the, some of the guys who have been mentioned overall, I think we've gone over most of them. Uh, Drew, Drew brings up, uh, Middleton and so, you know, we brought up some bonus to, uh, Chris, uh, you no know, Booker, of course he, he's, he's getting on, but, uh, I think, a Trying to think of a couple others. Any anybody else who y'all think of? Another guy um, who, like, you know, speaking of advanced metrics, another uh, another guy who, you know, fits that bill is Mike Conley. Kind of yeah, Mike was there, and with them having the, um, they got the best record in the league, I believe. Yeah, they do. So I mean, it, I guess you could have made a case for them to get uh, three three all stars in. I remember when um, the Pistons. Uh, had Rip and and Rashid and Billups and what was it Tayshawn Prince? Did they, they all start in five? Make the um, All Star game? Yeah, the front days they did. Yeah, they yeah, got a whole five. That's See, crazy to think about right now. A whole starting five. You taking up so much of the All Star roster with your <laughs> with your starting five. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I think that yeah that may have happened. Uh, Oh four, oh five, or something like that. Boston yeah. almost did it too. When they had KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, and those guys. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, want to say might have been an All Star too, maybe that year, or something like that. So, yeah, I think we're during that time yeah. span. So, I think they had four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to pick pick up. I I've gone across a couple of uh stories that listed their their biggest snubs from the year. So. I'm, just to make sure we don't forget anybody, but uh, let's see the ringer seven biggest snubs. Uh, yeah, they had Booker, of course, first. I guess this before he got announced on. They mentioned Conley. Uh, who's the writer here? Dan Devine. Okay. Uh, Bam. At, they mentioned Bam out of bio and Jimmy Butler. How much of a snub y'all think is Butler? I I'm not putting him at as too much of a snub just because he's mm-hmm. missed so much time. You know, had he not missed time, he'd be right in there, I'm sure. But um, you got to be able to play. You got to be in games. I don't think he cares too much. He's loving Miami right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> he just going to chill in Miami for the weekend, right? Bam yeah. probably is, too. I, I'm looking at Bam's numbers. 19.6 points, 9.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. That's that's real good for a center, uh, just under combined two steals and blocks. Yeah, that's. I mean, it'd been nice to see him in it. 
But uh, they got uh, Middleton listed as well, Sabonis, uh, DeMar. Let, let me look at Sabonis. Let me see if they got his numbers on here. 20, uh, 21 and a half points, 11, 6.6 rebounds and 5.7 assists. Yeah. Yeah, he he was deserving. And, um, you know, Indiana just, you know, Indiana's one of those teams that don't get – they only get so much love. Even even if they would have had the game in Indiana, which they were supposed to, you know, they they only get so much love. They got to force people to love them. Like, I, I think they, Indiana's like – they only get as much love as people – that they don't never get more love than they deserve. You know, they got to force people – to love their players, but uh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan finishes the list on the ringer. What do y'all think about DeRozan? I'm more interested in where he ends up past his trade deadline. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the thing, too. I think if he was on a, a different team, he may have had you know, like if he was on the Lakers or something, maybe he would have had more of a better chance, but. There, you know, he's averaging twenty points, seven assists, and five rebounds. So, you know, that's a, those are definitely good numbers. But I think right now the uh, San Antonio this isn't a, a very uh, hot spot right now. You know, yeah. I, t- I saw. I'm trying to see a list that I saw uh, uh, from the undefeated. I think the. I don't know. I ain't, ain't gonna worry about it. But um, yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, it happens every year. You know, some of these guys we talked about have, have been selected before, so at least they they have that going for them. It's good, you know. It's good that they make you know that room is being made for first time guys such as uh, Zach Levine. So you know, uh, you know, we get you know we can be happy for that. You know, and, and hopefully next year things shake up for some of those guys that may have deserved it this year but then didn't get on you know but um yeah I, I i guess we got the time i we 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 sort of gone long because uh you know we did the 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 longer tip offs we ain't, we ain't going the tip offs ain't going to be that long in the future but we we introduced I, I introduced that to the show this week but uh let me see I mean, we could go up. We could go up to ten anyway. It's no, it's no problem. But I, I kind of wanted to do like a little mock draft, you know. See, and the, it's good. It's good that we just have y'all two instead of you two and Chris. Because originally, with if it was gonna be four of us, I was gonna, I was gonna play the EJ role. I was gonna have two of y'all decide who was gonna be Kobe. I mean, not Kobe. Uh, who's gonna be LeBron and who was gonna be KD and, and and the third the third one of y'all would have been you know had to be Chuck because somebody just on the side talking <laughs> talking crap. Um, we could just we could just have one of you one of you be KD and one of you be LeBron, and you know however y'all want to flip that and uh you know y- y'all want to go through the reserves and make your picks. Sure. Or go through yeah the reserves and the starters I guess and make so so I've been doing it like they do it on TNT where he picks his and then I, and then I just we go back and forth that way yeah pretty much just like GM Josh is ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's and we'll see how close we come to the actual we'll compare the actual rosters and see how close we come to them okay but uh. 
Okay, I mean, first, yeah, first, who who's gonna be who first off? Mad at me, man. <laughs> I'm I'm the old man, so I guess I'll be LeBron. Okay, that's that's good. Right? Drew's, Drew's gonna be LeBron, and Josh gonna be KD. Right. Although physically, well, I guess physically, Drew is the bigger man. So, but he's the bigger and taller man. So he he kind of would be. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, let's 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 just run through the rosters right quick and, and see, you know, who uh and like I said, we'll I'll record it for posterity and then uh when we have our show next week, the because I think they're gonna pick like on Tuesday or something on the fourth, I think. Okay. Or Wednesday. Or is that Wednesday? I don't know. But I think by the time we do next the next show, they will pick. So we'll see how how your rosters look compared to the ones that Katie and LeBron actually picked. But uh Okay. Yeah. First off, yeah. Uh, well, we got. How, how, I wonder how are they deciding? How are they deciding who picks first? I think it was by the person that has the most votes, right? Is it? Okay. Let's go. Then you know that's LeBron. So. Yeah. So Drew, <laughs> yeah, Drew gets to go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. Let's let's go with that. Let's go with that, then. And uh. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kick it off with a little reunion, man. Give me Kyrie. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but that's that's great. I love, I love it. Okay. Kyrie, the first pick to, to team LeBron. Okay. I bet. Any take him away from his teammate too? So, man, yeah. yep. <laughs> hey, twofold, yeah. well, twofold stuff over here. Okay, let's okay. go, Josh. Um, give me Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Kawhi. Okay, first pick Kawhi for okay. Team KD. Okay. All right, Drew. Who's your next pick? Give me. I might as well. Give me James. I'm taking all your teammates. Give me James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You raiding them. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. All right. What you got, Josh? Man, he's taking all the firepower. Damn, bro. Um, Let's go. Let's go. Um, let's go, Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill, okay, showing him some love. His first start. All right, all right, all right. Uh, all right, Brian, Brian, what you got? Give me, give me Giannis. Giannis, okay. <laughs> you filling out that that uh front court now? You got the back court <laughs> set up. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, KD. Give me give me Joel. Give me Joel. Mm. And be beasting beasting this year. All right. Okay. You definitely got your got your big man in the middle set up. <laughs> you may have to, you may have to counter that one on this pick. Oh, I guess I gotta go Jokic, man. Go ahead, give me Jokic. 
Okay. Match up. okay. Jokic. So you, you pretty much got your starting five now. There's <laughs> Jokic, you, uh, uh, Giannis, and uh, you know the the Brooklyn backcourt. Mm-hmm. All right. What you, what you got, KD? Give me Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. You going for some more explosion? <laughs> All right. Give me Steph. I match your explosions. Mm. <laughs> okay. <I like> that. <laughs> All right. Let's mess. Let's go with explosion for explosion. Then give me Zach. Oof. Okay. Oh, Zach. <laughs> Zach O T U K D. Give me, give me the young, the young Chuck Barkley, man. Go, go ahead, give me Zion. Zion, okay, okay. Make sure I'll come back that with uh, the Julius Randle. Okay, <laughs> Julius. Okay, <laughs> come on, Jew. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Luca. We down, how many we down to now? We got what eight more to go? Eight more picks. Eight more picks. So is that right? Eight more picks. Is four, is, 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 he's got four more. I think so. I will be speaking. I was a book. We got Booker, George, Gobert, Mitchell, Chris Paul on the West haven't been picked, and uh, Simmons. Tatum, Brown, and Vucevic haven't been picked on the East. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, eight. Okay. And I think it's on. Josh is on you, right? On me? All right. I think so. Well, give me D-Book. All right, D-Book. Okay. Give me hmm. Give me ooh. Give me PG. A PG, okay. Down to six, six more players left. Hmm. <laughs> Give me Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, okay. You know, I can't let my main man stay on the board too long. Give me CP3. CP3. Going to be good off the bench for you. Maybe multi-diversity. Give me Ben Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-diversity. Multi-diversity. What what diversity is that? He likes he lighter skin or he from from uh, (laughs) from Australia. That's diverse. 
aside from that, aside from that, I got my point guard and my big man at one. Okay. okay. This. <laughs> give me my, give me the man that was holding Boston down for as long as he could before the troops came back. Give me, give me Jalen Brown. All right, Jalen Brown, nice two-way player there. Yep, give me Jay Tate. Give me his teammate. All right, splitting them up. Okay. And I'm gonna leave you with uh, the less offensively inclined big man on the board. Give me Vucevic. Of course, you will leave me with Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> Gobert gets the last. His pick last, man. He 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 started all the the the. The virus stuff in the league, man. So <laughs> he got to take. He got. He got. He still got some money this year, but he, he, uh, he got to be last picked for the All Star because. Yeah, I mean, you know, he coughed on those mics back in April, back in uh, March. So <laughs> he got to take his lump still, but. Okay, that's it. I I like I like your picks, gentlemen. I I think that was a, a a, a nice first, edition of the running. All star mock draft. So we gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put those, I'm gonna put those online somewhere. Put them probably on our on our Substack, and uh, put those put those rosters up so people can see. And uh, like I say, next week we'll compare and see how many of y'all, you know, may, I might have a little treat if if one of y'all for one of y'all who hits, uh, whose roster hits more than the other. So I'll see about that. But uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun looking for next week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, where where are we at now? I know we t- we sort of universally looked at the game as not being necessary and you know everything, but you know the the league is going with it, and you know you, you figure that at least on the ground level they're going to take care of the players and everything. But have, have y'all? Have your thinking changed in any way about the game as a whole in the past week or so? Who's catering? <laughs> <laughs> Who's catering? Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think nothing much has changed, but I do know that if you're going to have it, you better make it entertaining. Yeah. Which means you have the right people in the right um, competitions to make it entertaining. I mean, we already know Zach Levine's not doing a dunk contest, which I wish he did. Um, I wish he did it with Zion, and I wish Zion will commit to it. But, um, you know, he's unsure too. Um, so I think it's just, I, I, I feel like if you're going to do something, you might as well do it as big as you can by making it that much more entertaining. If you can't do it, then don't do it at all. It's, yeah, it's- I'm I'm still worried about the dunk contest being at halftime, and like, I just don't think that's gonna be enough time for that. But they're gonna, I think they're gonna have to rush through it. But you know, yeah, it's it, it, you know, like I agree with you, with you, Josh. Like, just try to make it as official as you can because you're doing it on the fly, you know, and you know, I I just don't, you know. they trying to, I say, they trying to put it together and make it uh, beneficial to the HBCUs and everything, which is nice. But you know, uh, you know, trying to make some good at it that way. But you know, 
squeezing everything into one day is like, you know, that, that's going to be kind of funny, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, there, are there any more details that's been released as far as like who? the actual entertainment? Yeah, who's going to be in? Yeah. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, y'all, I haven't heard anything. Have y'all? Yeah. I just want Lou Williams wings. <laughs> and two chains to perform money. That's all I want. I, I, <laughs> two chains. Yeah. Two chains got to perform money. Man. I'm, I'm betting. I'm betting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm betting they get a. Uh, the Migos scene, and they probably they probably gonna bring Bobby Schmurda out, and he gonna probably uh he he gonna he gonna throw he gonna throw a Knicks hat up in the in the in the air, and it's gonna not come down. It's, it's gonna get stuck up in the in the State Farm oh, so in the State Farm Arena roof somewhere. <laughs> it's like he did in the video. <laughs> With them, with them big old fake teeth that he got, <laughs> big old fake prison teeth. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm still reluctant to to say they should be playing this game, but I'm gonna watch. You know, it's, it's usually enjoyable. It's, it's been even more so with the changes that they made last year. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing another competitive game. Have they announced yeah. who's gonna be? The All Stars are going to be the All Stars themselves are going to be in the three point contest. Is that right? Like nobody outside of the All Stars are going to be involved in the contest. Is that right? I don't. You heard that? I thought I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Well, I guess that 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 probably would be the case. Ooh, but then that like, may, maybe that'll be the case for the slam dunk because because um, you you're thinking about like okay who. Uh, are we gonna bring extra players down, you know, and and involve extra players, you know, for you know, what's the reasoning for that? You know, you just making the chance that you spread COVID back even greater if you involving extra players in the game. That they're not doing. We know it. We know they're not doing the 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 uh, futures game or whatever. You know, they're not doing that and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'd really like someone to explain to me who in the world's going to do this dunk contest out of these all stars. Yeah, I was just looking at that too. That can't be right because Zion is the only one. We know LeBron ain't for it. That's, yeah, that he's not LeBron doing, doing it. it. We say Zach ain't doing it. Maybe Donovan Mitchell, but I don't, I don't know what kind of tricks he got in his bag. I say okay. let's do a big man battle, toss up between Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert. Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> just a one on one or something? Like a one-on-one dunk contest to see how bad each person is. <laughs> Who could do the clumsiest dunk? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a Shaq to the Fool contest. Who could do the most? Who could do the most awkward play? Who could put together the most awkward play? And have Shaq voting voting on it. You you got to fly Swaggy P in for that, man. <laughs> and JaVale McGee. <laughs> They'll be called this feelings. He'd be like, how I'm one, two, and three. <laughs> we don't I'm gonna know. My, I'm going to get my mama on you, Shaq. Right. 
Oh my gosh, man! It's out of. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. We we'll see. But let's um. I guess let's wrap up uh this week's show since we got through the all star stuff. Uh, with a quick look at the second half schedule. Um, I gotta. They they put that out this week, and um, I I got a story. I don't have the schedule. Let me let me try to get the bull schedule up. I got a story up from uh, the Tribune, uh, Phil Rosenthal, uh, who got some good tidbits on, like, the national schedule and how the Bulls fit into that and everything. But uh, I just want to get the get the regular schedule up for the Bulls first. And um, – Let's see. Get this from NBC Sports. What, what, it's interesting, though. This is the first time I've ever, I think, I've, that we've ever seen this, where they've had, you know, the schedule set up after at after the season starts, like the remainder of the schedule. Uh, but they set okay. They start off. The first game uh, coming out of the break is on uh, Thursday, March 11th, so two weeks from today, uh, against Philly. I think that may be a nah, – well, no, nah, it won't be a national game because the, they don't have any TNT games. Uh, but uh, – what is this jumping up on my screen? Okay. No, I don't want the latest Bulls in my inbox. Uh, Miami's after that the next day, so back-to-back coming out the gate. They got Toronto, come. They got Toronto. They got Oklahoma City, uh, San Antonio. So that's gonna be a little, a little road stretch. Uh, no home stretch, I should say. Uh, five game home, five game home stretch coming out the break. The first road game is at Denver on the nineteenth of March. Uh, then. stretches towards the end of March going into April uh, at San Antonio, at Golden State, Phoenix. And then uh, they got Brooklyn at home on a Sunday, March, uh, April 4th. Then they have another four-game road stretch, Indiana, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Memphis. So uh, they don't have – after that five-game home stretch, it don't let they have – have any, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is a journey and it's, you know, it's a process, um, you know, going back. To All right, Zach. Road, man, <laughs> Zach. It's always been hard work. Our guest, Zach Levine, everybody. I hate those pop-ups, man. I hate them. <laughs> nah. Yeah, but uh, the five-game home stretch looks like the, that's the longest home stretch that they have remaining. I say a couple of four-game road stretches. The season wraps up. So we you know we we look at these last games. They could be particularly important because you you talking about the Bulls maybe being in that seven to ten range for the players. So you talking about positioning there, and um, you know the last five games are at Detroit on May 9th, Brooklyn and Toronto at home uh, on May 11th and 13th at Brooklyn on the 15th of May. 
and the the day right after too. So they'd be back to back to end the season that Sunday, May sixteenth at home against the Bucks. So uh, yeah, it's uh, thirty seven games in sixty six days. Back back uh, with these with these remaining games, and I want I want to go back over again the Phil Rosenthal piece because it talks about like I said the national games. You know the Bulls the Bulls got two two more. Uh, you know they only have one uh, national game the the recent game against. Uh, the Sixers, and they got two more coming up after the break. Uh, the Knicks at at the New York Knicks on April twenty eighth, and the Celtics come here on May seventh. Those are both on ESPN, and um, yeah, that's some of the other comparisons here. Uh, you know the. Of course, you got the Lakers got a bunch of games. Uh, Clippers, Warriors, Mavs, Bucks, Celtics. Uh, like all those teams have like seven ESPN appearances uh, on the on those games remaining. And the Knicks have six apparently, which I don't get. But I guess if you get it, but you don't get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, five apiece for the Clippers, Mavs, Bucks. Jazz and Nuggets, and but um, I don't, you're not gonna see much better ball from the Knicks than you will from the Bulls. But you no know, one of the games are the Bulls and Knicks playing each other, and but the Pelicans. This, this shows you the power of Zion. They got three games on TNT and four on ESPN remaining, and uh, the power of Luca. You know we said the Mavs got like five ESPN games, and they got another like three on on TNT. So, you know, the, the, the bulls as good as they've been playing, aren't, they aren't the draw that we would like them to be yet. But, uh, you know, we'll see if the bulls can maybe change that around for next year with their, with their play in the second half. But any, anything, any thoughts on that, on that stuff there for the second half? Um, just, just, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, man. I feel like the second half of the schedule is going to be a lot rougher, potentially, on the Bulls than this first half. Uh, you, meant, you made mention of the teams they've got coming up. You know, we still haven't played the Nets yet. Still haven't played the Jazz yet. Um, still got that another game with the, some more games with the Bucks. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's going to test our metal for sure, man. Um, and I wonder what's going to happen in terms of trades. Uh, is yeah. a We'll try to go after uh, Lonzo Ball, maybe dangle marketing or whatever's left of him on the trade block. Be interesting to see. I think they, I think they, obviously they're they're not a championship team right now. But you know, a lot of the talk is about how much worth that young brings to the team and mm-hmm. what it would mean for these young guys to make it finally into the playoffs, just to be able to get that experience, no matter what happens. And I think there's um. I think there's something to be said for them to to push um, to get there. That doesn't mean going out and signing uh, veterans who don't figure to be involved in any long-term plans, but just being smart about who you may trade and who you may get back in a trade. 
mm-hmm. just to make the most of of the progress that you've already established going going into the All Star break. Right, right. When is when is the trade deadline? Y'all know our fans. March twenty fifth, I think. It's March, end of March. Yeah. So it'll be a cup. It'll be a couple weeks coming out of the break. Like I said, first Bulls first game be eleventh. That that the twenty fifth sounds good because it's usually on a Thursday. So that would be two weeks after uh, the eleventh. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see uh, what goes on. The body, as as the as the month turns from March to April, you know who, who how how are the rosters reset? Who who has that infusion of new talent? And who uh, who's sitting on what they got? You know, uh, Josh, you got any thoughts on the second half? <laughs> Man, I, I'm pretty much just gonna say that I hope Zach Levine got a lot in the tank. Yeah, because you know you want to talk about these different four or five game road trips. Yeah, teams that you know some of them you really should be able to win, or at least be very competitive in, and others you know you have your you have your your fifty fifty chance, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised looking at it just how because usually with the regular with the regular schedule you get the, the early circus trip, you know. Even though they don't have the circus no more like that, but you know, it's labeled the circus trip, and that's usually a time where they get loaded with tough games. Like you get, you know, the Lakers, you get Utah, you get the Golden State during that time or some or Portland, and it's a little easier on, on the, the second half uh, West Coast trip is a little easier. But given the way that the teams are playing this year, it's sort of the other way around. Because you got, like you said, you got Utah on this back stretch, and you got, uh, you know, Golden State. And then, you know, so it, it, it's going to be tough. And like I said, the eight back-to-backs are going to be a key. Like how, how many of those are they going to at least split, you know, you, you you don't want to give up two games in any of those situ in 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 any of those situations really any but definitely not more than once or twice so but you know having like I said it's a lot of games being bunched in the uh, a, a short period yeah. so you may you may catch some teams you know low managing players but yeah we'll see yeah I think Allen Iverson would love this schedule because it's no practice. Hello, <laughs> yeah, just ball, just roll there, just roll that ball out. Practice, like practice, games. Man, he would love this. You right, man? He'd be all about who? Casual. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good observation. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we've co- coming up on ten o'clock here. We got a nice little super size show here. We just hung out and talk some stuff there. I appreciate you guys going with the uh the tip off movement and uh also do you did, did a great job with the, the mock draft. So uh yeah we we'll uh see how that shakes out next week. And um yeah it's gonna be more fun going uh going forward. We're gonna have a couple of couple of cool shows I think uh uh bridging the all star break uh I could say uh, I'll say already uh, after the week after the break, 
a week after the, the the break or the game or whatever, we'll have a our, our old homeboy Scoop B on uh, that Thursday. And uh, I'm I I got a I got a guest that I'm working on for this coming week that I think is gonna be pretty cool. I'm not gonna say yet because I haven't uh, landed them completely yet. But you know we either way we're gonna have a nice show next week and uh, wrap up the first half talk for the NBA. And uh, probably be some more stuff to talk about too on the college side because uh, we'll be officially in March at that point. So, uh, you know, be you know see how uh, Illinois continues to to develop and everything. Loyola, I think they may. Uh, I think UIC actually played a conference tournament game this tonight, and I think they took an L. We'll see on the. I have to look that up, but. Uh, Loyola, Loyola's gonna be in the mix with the the MVC, and uh, you know we got uh, of course our schools SIU, Bradley, whatever you know, and the Paul gonna try to do something in the in try to do something in the Big East, you know. <laughs> what well, uh, bro? We'll pass this year. <laughs> just go, just pass the sticks over. Pass the sticks over. <laughs> Over, yeah, yeah. So y'all got it. Y'all, y'all, y'all got it. Oh, but oh yeah, let me make sure I mention this and Chris isn't even here. You know, this was actually supposed to be the week that he was gonna appear on the Chase show on, on ABC. Mm-hmm. But he's updated everyone on Facebook that, that they pushed it back to next week. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna do we I told him I wanted to do like a watch along thing. So I don't know if we're going to do that along with the show or what, or if we could do it during, I don't know. But I want to at, at least watch his segment. I, I hope he don't go out, you know, because I've watched the show, and I know you can go out when you do the, the, the initial chase segment. You get knocked out, and then you don't get the you don't get a chance at the money at the end. So I hope he don't – I hope he represented better than that, and he, he made it through the whole show. You know, we don't know yet, but we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris gonna be on next week because he gotta face himself next week. So. <laughs> don't be high, don't be high side us next week on TV, Chris. But uh, that's it though for this week. And uh, yeah, we'll holler at y'all next week, man. Uh, more fun, more exciting round ball talk with the guys, man, as we do it always, Josh and, and Drew, I'm, I put them, uh, we put them up individually so you can see the tags. There you go. That's how you can follow Drew. And that's how you can follow Josh. And uh, you could just look me up and follow me if you, if you want. I ain't giving you my tag. That's, that's you put in some work. The boss yeah. don't need no tags. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's it for now though. We're gonna uh, we're gonna head out, enjoy the rest of your evening, enjoy WandaVision. And uh <laughs> I can't you know, I wanna see how it goes down. Only two more episodes, man. This this show's getting it's getting tight, man. It's gonna be you know, I, I'm gonna get my sleep now, man, so I'll be up at three o'clock, but <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> I swear I might be. I might really be up at three o'clock. Yeah, I'm not mad. 
man, that's how I was with Snowfall last night, man. I couldn't wait, man. Oh man, man, brothers love Snowfall, man. Yeah, <laughs> Snowfall. There's, there's everybody talking about Snowfall. That's what's up. Franklin Saint. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, we we gonna keep it. We gonna keep it moving, man. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Uh, uh, have a good one. And uh, in the meantime, keep bouncing.